Uh, good morning. It's good to have you back for another George and Jess podcast. We've been very busy with our morning uh, online internet radio show. I don't even know if I like to use the word radio because it's really not radio, but it kind of is. It's just delivered on a platform that young people can adapt to today because they all wanted it online and on an app. And we got that done. And so it is. Cosmic Country Radio is the name of our radio station. Live every morning, 5.30 to 9 a.m. That The 5.30 may change because due to analytics, we're going to make an adjustment just like everybody else at some point. But I know that a lot of you get up at about 6.30. <laughs> it's that, so weird. That's where I figured it out. And I can watch literally. And we it's insane. We can see how many people are popping on to listen to the station in real time yeah. and so it's like you're really learning people's oh, yeah. I habits love it. I which love we it. did with the podcast too yeah, i mean we sure did we learned that like when there's transitions in seasons in school schedules and things like that like people's it takes about a week to 10 days for people to adapt yeah there's their their routines change but i mean it's just it's funny to watch and, and because drive time in outstate Minnesota is different than the Twin Cities because you have to deal with a lot more traffic and a lot of people have further to drive, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I tell you what, I'm, I'm glad I'm not wasting a big chunk of my life in traffic. That's oh one of God, the reasons. That's one of the reasons that I think, you know, towns like Mankato, Rochester, St. Cloud, Duluth. Well, Duluth gets a little iffy now and then, but away from the Twin Cities Metro, I think it's one of the big attractions is not having to deal with that kind of traffic. 100%. Right? But anyways, uh, where were we headed with this conversation? So we're, we give you a podcast at least once a week. Yeah. And uh, the radio show live every morning, every weekday morning. And it's been fun. It is. It has been fun. We've talked about a lot this past week. And that's what we like to try to do is condense one show that has all of those topics. Just take a deeper dive specifically into one, mm-hmm. which we're going to get to here in just a little bit. But it's this this uh, trend that uh, has younger people thrift store shopping, not because they need to, but because they think the stuff they find in there is cool. Yes. That's just sums it up, right? It's- it's getting, it's been very popular and now you're starting to see it. Yeah. And it's fun. It excites me immensely. On that note, before we get to that, uh, going back to that 90s grunge area when it was really popular then as well, right? Uh, the, we, the Minnesota Yacht Club announced this past week that they were doing a show uh, on Harriet Island, where they used to have Taste of Minnesota. Tickets are still available for that, by the way. And you can get single-day passes. But it's Alanis Morissette, Gwen Stefani, the Black Crows, Red Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. But the, the day to get to for when Would I looked at Friday. Yeah, not even a question. Yeah. Because Saturday is trends more towards the real grungy stuff. That the Friday show is Joan Jett, Black Crows, Gwen Stefani, Alanis Morissette, and the list just goes on. Friday would be the the, the yeah. day that I would want to see. Agree. So, Me too. But you can get uh, general admission still and VIP. You can get single day VIP for five hundred bucks. I think they're four ninety five to be exact. But 
if you're going for one day, right? I could I would say Friday would be the day. And it's the VIP is like the the perfect ticket for the 40 plus crowd yeah, because it is. it's like you get express entry, you get air conditioned bathrooms, you get a private lounge, a place to sit down yeah. close to the stage. It's, like it's it's all the things somebody over 40 would want. Yes. Right. In their, in their festival experience. So anyways, it's on Harriet Island down where they used to do taste of Minnesota in downtown St. Paul. I think if they get mother nature to cooperate with the weather, I expect them to have a very good crowd for that. And at some point, as we get closer to the show, maybe not even, that's going to sell out. It will. Yeah. I'm sure it will. Especially it's that Friday. such a good lineup. Yeah, that Friday show is going to be what, what what you would call a banger. A banger. Rippers and bangers all Friday. And I where think did that term come from? Where, where did banger? you- Banger? Yeah, bangers and rippers, and I'm like, where did a this- banger is like that's a term that means a good song. Well, when how long has that been a term? Forever, really? Yeah, banger. I, I don't re I don't recall ever in my life prior to meeting you <laughs> really? hear, hearing that. <laughs> but you told me that you hear it. You hear it in your office. We say yeah. it at work, but I've said it before. I like a banger a is like banger. A, a really good song, and then a ripper is a really good song too. Yeah, I don't know. It's I've not. I don't say I've time. not heard that. But anyways, that aside, uh, you would expect to see what you're already seeing is a lot of people dressing the same way we did in the '90s. I even went to GNC this past week because I needed uh, a, a few supplements. I mean, it's just pre-workout uh, sure. BCAAs and things like that. I don't. I don't run gear. Right. That's but by the way, that's I would guess that ninety nine percent of the people listening don't know what that means. Run gear means I, I didn't know what that meant. I don't. I do not take any SARMs products or anything that like steroids or any performance of that stuff. enhancing. Yes. I do not. I, drugs. I, I don't get into any of that. Just, Got it. And I'm they call old. that gear. Yeah. I mean, if you're running gear, because you can get gear here in Mankato. Is it illegal? Uh yeah. Yeah. A lot of it is, I mean, this, they're the things you're not supposed to buy, but you can get dangerous SARMs products that aren't illegal anymore that you can still buy. You don't know what you're getting, and you don't know where it was made. What does that stand for? Is that an acronym? Uh, what? What's that? SARMs? Uh... I, I actually had one of the young guys break it down for me the other day, and I can't remember the exact... Oh, I was just curious. But uh, I will tell you this. Th- those are s- steroids. Got it. All right. So just, when you think gear, think... Performance enhancing drugs, steroids. Got it. That's that's just what you would want. Things and that's, you, I'm not doing that. Have never heard of a banger, but you. Yeah, I, you know this is what you, you got. You can, I guess you're exposed to what you surround yourself with. Absolutely. Right. So, anyways, one of the things that has become very popular is shopping at thrift stores. We were at the Carnegie last Friday night. And they had a showing, which was fantastic, by the way. It was good to see Shannon and uh, Charlie, Charlie and, and Melissa. Yeah. And uh, Nick from KYC from, with Kelsey, he, he was down there as well. But anyways, Charlie was wearing this super cool sport coat, right? And I love, if you're going to have an event, to me, that's the one thing I always want to have on that's cooler than anybody else's. And he trumped everything I've ever done, even all my fire and ice blazers, because he was wearing this super cool jacket. And I'm like, where'd you get that? And he said, Vagabond, is it Vagabond Village? Vagabond Village, which is a vintage store in Old Town. 
It's just, yeah. And I've been down there because that's where I bought the leather jacket that we did the photo shoot with that you will see on our website with Josh Madsen. I found that jacket down there that's worth hundreds of dollars. Genuine leather trench coat, right? I picked it up for 20 bucks. Yes. And that was, is the that's the thrill and of I thrifting. Did, and I did I did not know even when I was buying it, I was like, I'm gonna need this at some point. Sure enough, it would be the foundation for our photo shoot that we did with Josh for when we were starting the Cosmic Country radio station. So that is like I think what you get hooked on. With a twenty dollar bill that I found in the parking lot, and I'm not making that up. Was that the stars aligning or what? Of course what? it was. Like you, that jacket was meant to find you. That was insane. It, for whatever reason, that jacket was meant to find you. It was cool. And that's what I think when I thrift is like these pieces were meant to find. We were, we were meant to be together. What, what do you attribute this fascination with thrift shopping? What do, what do you attribute that to? Because it's not, I mean, and I understand that's a for, for many years, people shopped at thrift stores because it was economically sound for their situation. Yep. Right? But now people are doing it because it's cool. Because it's cool. So why, why do I why think it's is cool? It cool? I think there's several factors. I think one factor, and these are in no particular order as far as importance, is the styles from the 90s and early 2000s are, are trendy now. And I think young people see those those styles replicated in the stores and they're like, I want the authentic. I want the original stuff, not not the things that they're replicating to look like the original. Right. And so they're looking for vintage clothing and styles in thrift stores from that time period. So I think that's part of it. Um, I think there is a desire to have a more unique personal style. So that it's not just what's on the mannequin at the store. And thrifting is an amazing way to do that because you're bringing in kind of one-of-a-kind pieces that you're finding. And so that's a way to be much more creative with your style is by buying secondhand. And I think there's really been a light shed on the climate and humanitarian impact of producing brand new clothes. And it's, it's staggering when you start to dive into it. And so thrifting is a much more sustainable way to build a wardrobe too. Yeah. If you dig, you don't have to dig too deep and you find out what happens to a lot of the textiles that don't get used in this country. It's horrifying. Stuff, it, it is. There are coasts along the African continent that are just dumping grounds for stuff that is synthetic. Yeah. That they Filled just, with chemicals. That that they just don't, there's no way to get rid of it uh, affordably in the United States. Well, they, they could if they wanted to, but. It's easier. Yeah, it's just sad. To make it someone else's problem. Right. And I think that's a huge part of it where people are getting really aware of where their clothes come from and where their clothes go when they're done with them. Well, the majority of them, the, the majority of the clothes. Yeah. End up in landfills or overseas. A lot of people don't understand that like the super cheap stuff that you, that you see, I, I will use, and I'm not picking on this store, but I'm going to use H and M as an example. I know a lot of young women that will buy a, 
an outfit there with the intent on wearing it once mm-hmm. and then discarding it. Yeah. That's what's wrong with the that 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 that's what's wrong with the whole well, yeah, system. Yeah, it's it's right really um, because that's what we want to talk about waste. A mindset change that's slowly happening, where people are wanting to build a wardrobe that will last for a really long time, full of pieces that they love and can intermix, and they feel authentic to them. And instead of going out and shopping for a new outfit for every event that you're going to wear once or maybe twice, or it's going to sit in your closet for five years until you eventually get rid of it. Um, it's, it's a mindset shift. And I think the thrifting piece and the shopping secondhand plays into that. Yeah. And you know, we've talked about this in the past, the capsule wardrobe where it's, it's becoming a thing to where you spend money and buy quality pieces of clothing that you will actually wear and then you know you'll have less clothing but the stuff that you have is going to be really good mm-hmm. there's yes. that there's that yeah. mindset as well ver- versus thrifting yes and yeah. some people do a mixture of both you know it's it's really your personal preference sure but you really see gen z and young adults under 30 if that's that's what they prefer to be called gravitating towards shopping secondhand you see it I can pick it out when I meet someone but, but, because I thrift. So I can spy things that look vintage. Is it is it a thing or in your mind are you making it a thing and you're surrounding yourself and being targeted on social media <laughs> with things that you search? No, it is a thing. I mean, just go to a thrift store even in Mankato yeah. on a weekend. Right. It's filled with young people. All of them. There are young people there to hunt for treasures and they're having fun and they're laughing. They're talking about how they're going to style things. I mean, it is a hundred percent a real thing. The reason, I, the reason I bring this up is I think this is something you're conjuring in your mind. Because, I know you always think well, anytime no, I'm like, Oh, this is the thing. You're like, nah, it sounds like something you made I, up. I don't. Well, I'm just saying that you're surrounding yourself with people, right? Per, your perception, yeah. you know, perception is reality. That would be so like my perception is yes, that, that it is a thing. Okay. And so does that mean every single young adult under 30 is thrifting? Of course not. But I think it is popular amongst that the uh, reason demographic. I, I, the reason I'm not, I'm not totally against the idea was when I was in college in the mid-90s, it was, uh, we went to thrift stores to look, look for the big flannels mm-hmm. and, the, and the, the grungy shorts and like, and then you get yourself a pair of Doc Martens and you look, I, I look back now and I'm like, we looked ridiculous because we all wanted to be like in Nirvana and Pearl Jam sure. and everything else. Right. So, but I see that same style now, like I had mentioned, I went to a GNC and the kid working in there, I was like, dude, it's not 1995, but he don't tell him that. Yeah. Right. And he was probably, you know, in his early twenties. Uh, we interviewed a girl or had coffee with a girl uh, who's a senior student at MSU last week and she had this leather blazer on and I could tell right away it was vintage. Yeah. And I was like, cool jacket. And she said, oh, thanks. I thrifted it. And I was like, I thought it looked vintage. Like <laughs> and she was just so cool. And then I was at Target the other day buying some stuff and I started chatting with the girl and we were talking about popular stores and styles. And I was like, well, what's your favorite store now? And she was like, well, I just mostly thrift now. And I was like, mm-hmm, 
Yep, well, of course you do, because is, you're young and cool. Is that a thing that will hang on? Like anything, it may it may come and go. Come and go. It may fade. But there's this trend on social media where young people are paying style online stylists hundreds of dollars for thrifted style boxes. And I follow a few of these stylists. E- elaborate on what a thrifted style box is. So that, say you are the customer. Yeah. You find your your stylist online and tell them what you want and then they go hunt thrift stores for it and create you a secondhand style box based on your preferences and they charge like 300 bucks for it regardless of the contents like what and one thing that i've noticed with the uh, thrifting is these kids aren't necessarily as concerned about the fit as other uh, as you would be with other pieces of clothing they're like oh it i can get it on it might look like it's made for somebody twice my size <laughs> the over but the yeah. oversized look is really popular is that what it is yes because they're like all, a slouchy oversized yeah. look is just i see these young men and women wearing things that i'm like dude that shirt's too big for you yeah uh, well i do that too yeah and I, I just, I like, it just feels very cool, <laughs> like, to have this, like, big slouchy blazer. Like, like it did in the I 90s. If I buy a blazer at a thrift store, I don't even try it on. I'm like, I like the color. I like the fabric. I buy it. Like, I've got blazers that are way, they're, like, three sizes or four sizes too big. But that, you kind of roll the sleeves, put something trim underneath of it, and it looks cool. <laughs> it does. It, it's something, well, I'm not denying that it's a thing. Because you you see it a lot on social media, and I'm noticing a lot of young people are dressing like that. But do you agree that it is a cool look? Like I, it looks more intentional. I will tell you this. The young people that are doing it, a lot of them are in more creative fields. Agree. Yeah. Yes. It's. I mean... Like Charlie, who you referenced, is the executive director of the Carnegie Art Center. Right, his incredibly out, his creative. Out, his outfit on Friday was fly. It was. I mean, amazing. he had yeah <laughs> that jacket. I was like, I'll never be able to beat that. I was like, this jacket like, yeah. is everything, and he's like, thanks, it's from Vagabond. I was like, of course but it is. It, it fit him so well that he couldn't lift his. I arms. asked him. I was like, did you get it tailored? And he goes, no, I can't lift my arms. So I'm like, Psh. it looked. That is a detail that is not. A big deal. It looked like it was tailored for him. <laughs> it was perfect. Right. It was just And then dead Nick on. from KYC strolls in. He's good. And he's got like a turtleneck on with a <laughs> V-neck sweater over it that was obviously vintage. And I'm like, that is such a cool fit. Like it looked, it looks like you're putting effort into your style by thinking about it. Right. And well, I th- beyond just this is what was on the mannequin. It goes back to what I was, I was just saying, I think it's for creative people that are in, Whether I don't care if you're a graphic designer, if you're in broadcast media, anything, right? If you're into the arts, right? It's your, ob, you, you think different. And it's good to see that that crowd specifically in Mankato is growing. And what we were at at the Carnegie on 
Friday night, I think is a great example of where I would like to see more young people. Yes. Right? It was awesome yeah. to see young people there. There were there. Yeah, there were some. And I I, th- I'd, I like to see that girl. We ran into Melissa Ketchum there. Yeah. Yeah. And she, yeah, she was there with friends who were also young. Yeah. So I to me, that was really exciting too. They all looked really cool. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's it's a vibe. And I know it isn't for everyone. And I'm not trying to get everybody to buy vintage sweater vests. It's okay if that's not your style, but there are treasures to be found at thrift stores. I don't think it's all just clothing, though, either. They're looking for pieces of vintage furniture. Yes, and furniture, I, yeah, chatkeys, books. You know what one of the, the most sought-after things are right now, and they'll never get used, I don't think, anyways, is ashtrays. You don't have, because people have, they, they like them. I, when I grew up, okay, I was in grade school in the 70s. Okay, that, I'm dating myself here, but ashtrays in the home where didn't matter wh- whose home you went to, they had them on all the coffee tables and end tables, mm-hmm. and sometimes on the dinner table. Oh, gross. No, if if dinner sure. wasn't served, sure. If they would sit down and have yeah. a cup of coffee, You'd women would have an ashtray. Light up. My mom's sink. friends. Yeah, I remember my aunts coming over, cigarette and a cup of coffee. It's 1975. That is the most 1970s. It was, but they would do that. Sure. Yeah. So, but anyways, the ashtrays look cool and it's just kind of a piece of pop culture that they want in their apartment, condo, townhome, whatever these young people are are attracted to now. I am so mad at myself. We went to the arts district in Las Vegas. Oh, I remember that. This was like spring of 2020, right just before the pandemic. And we were roaming through these vintage shops and they had old ashtrays from casinos. And I was like, should I buy one of these? These are cool. And I didn't. There was a really, I remember the one you were looking at. And I'm I'm like, it was so cheap. And I'm so mad at myself for not buying it because it was just cool. Yeah. But that was 2020 and I wasn't as comfortable with my weirdness then. Right. So I was like, oh, that might be weird. And so I didn't buy it. And now I'm like, it's weird. Give me five. Right. I like it. Do you think just in general, <laughs> Americans are becoming more comfortable with their weirdness? Yes, I do. Is that what Because I is? think everybody's weird. Everybody has something about them that is unique and makes them interesting, yeah. which is really all it is. But not everybody is comfortable putting it out there, and like sharing it with the world. Right, right. And so to me... Yes, I think people are getting more comfortable with their weirdness. I, think, I certainly am. I think that contributes to the the fashion as well. Yes. Right? Where it's like, I don't want to look like everybody else. I want to find my own things and express myself creatively through what I'm wearing. Because I've always noticed that uh, a lot of the people that I've met from like, or even when you travel and you see people that are from Europe, they have always had that really... A, a bit of a more eclectic, I don't mm-hmm. care what everybody else thinks. Yeah. And that kind of a, that thrifted, cool. Yeah. I would call it hip. So he had a friend who's now, he, he got into filmmaking, went to UCL. He's done very well in the business, right? And I, I talked to you, talked to you about him often, but I was in the service with him. But he uh, was always like that. And he started it before the rest of us. Mm-hmm. In the 90s, it was like 1990, and he was already on board. He was from Chicago, inner city, and he had brought that to Camp Pendleton, and we all looked at him like, you're crazy. And then before long, we were all dressing like him. 
it's it, yeah. it it does catch on like you but he was super creative yes right and he he liked to express himself and he had all these different different i mean just different looks and i was like that's initially i thought it was weird then all the girls were like he's cool and i was like oh okay oh i want to eric yeah get- <laughs> the, the girls follow eric around let's just pick up his scraps and let me get some of the clothes that he has let's be like eric it's like unbelievable i even when i was in high school i would find weird things whether it was that we had this funky little thrift store in my hometown called saint vincent de paul's and you could go dig through boxes and find weird things. Um, I would wear like my aunt's old clothes. I mean, I still do. You know what? <laughs> I still do. But do you remember the one we came across in Lawrence, Kansas? Yeah, there was a cool thrift store there. That was a super cool place. Yeah, th- Lawrence, Kansas, which is I mean, t- thirty minutes out of out of uh, Kansas City. And Kansas City has a lot of those yeah. vintage stores too. We just didn't get to them. Um, but I don't know. I just there's something about hunting for. A treasure that I absolutely love. And then I work it into my style and it's very fun. So rather than like Vagabond Village, Mm -hmm. it is the, do they go to like Salvation Army, MRCI, MVAC? Is is it that type of thrift stores that they find stuff like that in? Vagabond Village is super popular with the young people. I work with, uh, or I don't work with her, but we work closely. She's another marketing professional in town. And every time I see her, we have to compare our outfits and what what thrift store we got our stuff at. Yeah. And she loves Vagabond Village. Um, Goodwill. Goodwill's a good a, a good thrift store right. locally. Uh, Salvation Army is a good thrift store. Any place where you will find these things that have been discarded from 30 years ago. I mean, that's basically what it is, right? Yeah. Or most, packaged up and they weren't getting worn. Yep. Yep. Um, Encore down in Old Town is a consignment store. So a little bit higher price point, but yeah, it still isn't expensive. But do they sell the eclectic stuff that you would find at... Uh, some. Like Her Vagabond. store is so immaculate everything is perfectly pressed i mean she does an amazing job with her the stuff that she sells it's not digging like at a thrift store like it's very well merchandised um but you find higher end pieces sure and she has a beautiful collection um online there's a store called or a website called thread up which is an online consignment store bread up how do you thread oh i was like bread thread Thread up. Thread up. Got it. And that's an online consignment store. And you have to like it. You have to scroll and know what you're looking for and narrow it down and refine your search. But um, I found awesome stuff on there. Really inexpensive. Yeah. And and you can filter by like new with tags, like new condition. So, you know, you're getting something that isn't junk. Yeah. I could talk about that. I know, I know it's you my could. Favorite. It's my favorite topic. I know you could. Yeah. It's just, but when you told me it's becoming a thing, I was like, really? But then if you look and you pay attention to mm-hmm. way, the way a lot of young people are dressing, I'm like, it reminded, the first thing that came to my mind, it was like, this is back, going back to the 90s again. It's the same look. It is. It's You know, it's the, the, so the baggy fun. pants and the big flannels, the chunky shoes and stocking caps. And it just looks like, they're, and if you listen to some of their music, it's sounding a lot like that as well. I'm not kidding. It's they're, they're just developing that sound all over again. And I'm like, wow, are we, are we, are, are we're just old. Yeah. We're old because it's like, that was our youth. 
I keep forgetting that the 90s are to kids now what the 60s were to kids when I was in, in college in the 90s. Yeah. Is now, is that weird? Does that make you feel old? Yeah. It's the same time frame. But I'm weirdly, like, I, I see a lot of trends on Instagram where there's girls my age, like, horrified by this, that the stuff that from when we were kids is, like, back in. Yeah. And I fi- I love it. I You're think embracing it. I'm just, I find it so endearing yeah. that these young people are looking at those trends and that style and they are embracing it. <laughs> it I is, think it's cute. It is something to see, so thrifting is actually a thing for clothing and it like i mentioned to you it goes beyond clothing yeah it's like the, you know just knickknacks pop culture that they can put in their homes and uh furniture anything else because well we have a friend who loves the vintage like pa- like those pastel furniture type coverings and stuff oh <laughs> yeah. yeah she's like her style is totally like a Mid seventies sure. style, yes, one hundred percent. I get it too. And she, I like mid century stuff too, even before that. I do too. Yeah, and I like the like the postmodern, like the late eighties, early nineties right. style. I love that stuff. That's hard to find. It is, but I yeah. love that yeah. stuff. So I like weird it's something stuff. to watch for. I wouldn't be surprised to see a few more places like Vagabond pop up. God, that'd be, I mean, that would be my dream someday. To own a place like to that. To own a like a kitschy little weird store. Right. With a record player and like a big dog. Sure. And just be like the weird shop just, lady. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. That's my retirement plan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Again, remember you can join us live every morning on cosmiccountryradio.com. And uh, you'll find us on that Live 365 app as well if you search. And you can also have your smart speaker play it. uh, Just say, hey, Google, hey, whatever, whoever you got, um, and tell them to play Cosmic Country Radio. And you can play us that way too. And uh, big thanks to our sponsors, JP Fitness, CBD Centers, Ryan's Plumbing, Heating and Electric, and Ember Wellness Studio. Yeah, again, and you're going to start hearing commercials on the radio station will never ever stretch those breaks long like what you hear on the you know the old terrestrial signals but uh we will be getting some of them in now we've had interest in it so we're bringing our sponsors from the podcast over and there will be some new ones you're going to hear as well so uh, it's fun to play it's fun to play in broadcast and it's great to be on a platform that people are actually engaged with mm-hmm. really is mm-hmm. so have yourself a fantastic week feels like spring but it's february it's so weird <laughs>